Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is 510 here at the station, 68 degrees and partly sunny. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. That being said, it's time for Do I Have a Case with Frank Andrews. We'll be back with the show in just a few minutes. All right. Thank you very much, Rob. Nice to have you with us again, folks. And the big question is, do I have a case? And we have hundreds and hundreds of questions that have come in from people all across northeastern and central Pennsylvania. And we throw them at the man with the answers, attorney Keith Figured. Keith, how are you? I'm doing good, Frank. Uh, hello, Rob, as well. And, uh, yes, definitely getting inundated with questions. <laughs> yes, indeed. And they come in all different categories. So let's get to the first one. Attorney Keith figured, my car has 120,000 miles on it, and I still drive it. What is the minimum amount and kind of car insurance that I have to keep on it in Pennsylvania? So this is a residential vehicle, so of course this would be different than a commercial vehicle. Um, pertaining to a residential or privately owned vehicle in Pennsylvania, the minimum required car insurance coverage um, is 15,000 bodily injury liability per person, 30,000 bodily injury liability per accident, $5,000 property damage liability per accident. So liability coverage pays for damages or injuries you cause to others in an accident. While liability coverage is the minimum required by law, it is often recommended to consider additional coverage options to protect yourself and your vehicle. Some additional coverage options include medical benefits. This coverage pays for medical expense for you and your passengers resulting from an accident. The minimum medical um, in Pennsylvania is 5000 Underinsured, uninsured, this coverage protects you if you are involved in an accident with a driver who has no insurance or insufficient insurance. And this is typically equal to the bodily injury limits that you have on your vehicle unless you um, waive them or, or sign them down. And then, of course, you have comprehensive and collision coverage. Comprehensive coverage pays for damages to your vehicle caused by non-accident related incidents such as theft, vandalism, or natural disasters. And then collision coverage pays for damage to your vehicle caused by a collision with another vehicle or object. And then the last thing I want to cover is the full tort limited tort. Pennsylvania full tort limited tort are terms used to describe options for automobile insurance coverage related to personal injury claims. The main difference between full tort limited tort lies in the ability to seek compensation for pain and suffering in the event of a car accident. With full coverage, individuals have an unrestricted right to pursue financial compensation for both economic and non-economic damages. Now, limited tort, on the other hand uh, is as just as it says it limits or uh, has a set of right or limits a set of rights in exchange for lower insurance premiums under limited tort coverage individuals give up the right to seek compensation for pain and suffering unless they have suffered a serious injury as defined by Pennsylvania law it is important to note that the minimum required coverage may not be sufficient to cover all potential damage or injuries. It is, it is advisable to assess your personal circumstances, the value of your vehicle, and your financial situation when deciding on the appropriate level of coverage. To ensure you have accurate, up-to-date information regarding car insurance requirements, it is recommended to consult with an insurance agent or provider who can provide personalized guidance 
based on your specific needs. And I'm glad the guy has 120,000 miles. That must be a car that runs like a tank. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your answer. Now, this one, this one is fascinating, and it, and it comes in from Bradford County, and I just I can't wait to hear your answer to this one. Here it is. I live in Bradford County, Pennsylvania, and I listen all the time. Can you tell me what the law is if I want to sell my shotgun to a neighbor? Okay, so this is a little bit difficult um, because it's a complex uh, statute and, and basically it falls under the Pennsylvania Uniform Firearms Act. So firearm uh, is defined as any pistol or revolver with a barrel less than 15 inches, any shotgun with a barrel less than 18 inches, any rifle with a barrel of less than 16 inches, or any pistol, revolver, rifle, or shotgun with an overall length of less than 26 inches. Um, however, I mean, these definitions uh, are pretty broad, and they do include a number of firearms. Um, the first thing I would say is that there are ever-changing rules as it pertains to the sale of firearms. Um, but that being said, any individual or, or dealer selling a handgun is required to sell or transfer that at a place of business or a licensed dealer. Um, basically, that's the background check that you hear them discuss. Um, however, when it comes to selling a rifle or a shotgun, um, you if you're not a dealer, um, again, depending on if you fall in that definition, you, you have to be very certain because if you do fall in that definition, you are still required to transfer that uh, gun at uh, whether it be a, a, somebody with an FFL license that can do a background check. Now, the problem that you run into if you do not do that, is if you sell the gun to a felon or somebody who's not allowed to have that, you can still be held responsible. So, so the short answer is, under certain circumstances, you can sell a gun without having to do a background check. However, if you don't do it correctly and that person is out of state or is, say, a felon or not allowed to own that gun, you can have a real problem. Not to mention, if you purchased that shotgun yourself and it was transferred to you by a dealer and that gun is in your name and then it's used for a crime, who do you think it's going to um, who do you think it's going to go back to? The person that transferred it. So, so it's a, it's a pretty complicated area. I mean, there are some instances in which the gun can be sold, but to be safe, it would be my recommendation that you take the shotgun to a, a, a licensed dealer uh, that has an FFL. Um, they can do the paperwork for you. This way it's transferred into the person's name. They get run through the system to make sure they're able to have that gun. They're, they're a uh, resident of the state. They don't have any felony. They've never been adjudicated, uh, incompetent, or unable to uh, manage their own affairs. I mean, as I said, it is pretty complicated, and although it could be done in certain circumstances, I wouldn't recommend it and um, to be safe and to protect yourself, um, it, it would be recommended that you actually take it to a dealer and, and have it done and actually transferred uh, with the background check being performed. Well, I appreciate the answer. I didn't think about that, but you're right. You got to do that background check. You don't. Need, sometimes you don't even know the background of your neighbor. So I appreciate that common sense answer. Yeah, and 
And then if they use it for a crime and it's left at the scene, they're going to come back to you oh, boy, <laughs> in boy. terms of the investigation. So mm-hmm. with the being transferred to the other individual, then it's going to relate back to them. And, and it, again, it just provides protection all around. Well, for you up in Bradford County, thanks for the question. I'm sure it answered the, uh, the question for a lot of people that might have the same thing on their mind. All right, Keith, how do people get in touch with you if they have other questions? They can reach me directly at 570-954-9299. And when I say directly, I mean it. Uh, People call me. They uh, speak directly with me. It's not as though you uh, call a secretary and get passed around. um, So when you call me, I deal directly with my clients. Um, You can send emails to Keith at FiguredLaw.com, and uh, there's a ton of information on my website at FiguredLaw.com. All right, next week we have more workers' comp questions coming up. That that may be the number one subject that comes in every week. Uh, And, folks, if you have a question, all you have to do is send it to me, Frank Andrews at WILKNewsRadio.com. Again, no spaces between that, Frank Andrews at WILKNewsRadio.com. Keith, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you about workers' comp next week you as well frank and you as well rob and as i say always a pleasure we'll get back to rob's program right now thank you keith and rob it's rob o'donnell here on wilk news radio let me get to the phone because joe's been waiting for a while joe from edwardsville on emergency response teams joe rob thank you very much for taking the call brother uh did not realize this is going to take so long so i'm going to be as quick as i possibly can but as usual when I call you, and I'm listening online, so I'm a couple of minutes behind, uh, I call about one thing, hear you talk about something, and want to talk about at least three things. So <laughs> let me blaze through this as quick as I possibly can. First, um, the, uh, uh, Dave McCormick, who wants to run for Senate and the whole carpetbagger thing and this and that and the other thing, well, I understand the concern, but it didn't seem to bother anybody when Hillary Clinton ran as a senator in New York State, which as far as I know, she never had any connection to New York State before, but whatever. Yep. I'll let that go. Second thing, um, people complaining about you talking about your kids. I will listen to you talk about your kids all day long. That day you were talking about them, I'm surprised you got through the studio doorway. Your chest had to be puffed out so big. And God bless you. They're fine people. And you did a good job. I appreciate so, that. The thing that I was planning to call about was this whole, and you got my comment about what kind of a contest this might be. Back in my youth, when I was a jarhead, we all, we had this. You know, I mean, I mean we're, I'm, I'm a jarhead, and we used to bust stones with all of the other services. And there was a joke back then about the um, uh, motivation test where it was, you know, the Army would say, oh, this place sucks. And the Air Force would be, man, I bet you it sucks down there. And the Navy would be, oh, I bet you it sucks on shore. And the Marines would be, man, this place don't suck enough. So, yeah, but then it's just like brothers. You see two brothers fighting on their front lawn, go head over there and try and stick your nose in the middle of that. They're going to beat the hell out of you, then go back to beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> and that's the way our services are. They bust each other's humps, but when it time comes, now whoever this yutz is that doesn't want, no, we don't want another team, these teams, I'm sure, will be fine together. 
if they had to serve together, they will do fine. But whoever's running the joint, no, this is my pond. You can't be swimming. I'm the big fish in this little pond. That's what it is. Now, it, it's not even about they'll be at situations together. Unless it's a wide mash casualty, huge incident, they'd never be at, a te- at the incident together. But it, exactly. it's just, you know, now, we, we have one. Sorry, let's. Why do we need another? Of course we need another well, because, because the more you have, the let's, better. <laughs> let's go back and think about this a couple of mere months ago. If we had one on the west side of Pennsylvania, and I forget, God help me, the name of that town in Ohio where they had that train derailment, wouldn't it have been nice? If Palestine, Palestine, Ohio. He's Palestine, Ohio. Thank you very much, brother. If we had had a, uh, a team on the west side of Pennsylvania that could have got in cars for the love of God and driven over there to help those poor people out. I, I mean, seriously, what is this nonsense? And this is. I agree. Oh, and most most big wow. states have multiple task force. I think it's it's applicable for Pennsylvania. Have the same, especially the geographic area of our states, the mountainous regions of our states. Exactly. Yeah, let's have one on the east and west coast of the state. It's not it's not a it's not rocket science. Based on sheer area, we should maybe have three or four. Yep. For the love of God. Yeah, well, you these know, aren't these aren't state Jersey, assets. These are federal. Say. These are federal sponsored assets that could be called up anywhere in the, in in the country. But yes, we're big enough to wish we should have two of them. Joe, we're gonna have to leave it there, brother. I gotta get the traffic and weather. Have a great weekend, brother. Thank you. It is uh, five twenty-two here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. An accident at Davis Street and Pittston Avenue in Scranton might really screw up your ride home. That's not a good area to get a, have an accident at this time of the day at all. Uh, there was an accident on 81 northbound right around Davis Street and... Uh, or not Davis Street, right around the Dunmore Troop exit of 81 northbound. That might slow you up just a bit. I see emergency cruiser on the scene. It doesn't seem, I think because that area is so wide, to be messing up anything all that bad. So just be aware that that is going on in that area, as they may have to tow some cars away and all that other fun stuff. It is all jammed up 81 southbound, right around Lenox as you head toward Clark Summit, 81 uh, northbound, when you're, you hit Waverly, you can expect to be crawling as well because of road work there. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K, traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Before you leave, you got to see Senator Christine Cinema. Sin- wow. how she attended the Senate today. She dressed oh. like Mary Poppins. I got the picture right here next to me. So before you leave, look at my iPad. Here. I will have to look at that. It's great. We're going to talk we, about it after are we I do. Trying to start set new standards, maybe. That's exactly what she did. She dressed like Mary Poppins today. Uh, uh, good for her. I would have done Wonder Woman, but Mary Poppins yeah. works. <laughs> Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron tonight. Increasing clouds. Showers arrive at 5 a.m. Low 52. Saturday cloudy with showers and downpours. Also breezy at times. High 60. Sunday, cloudy with showers and downpours, also breezy at times, high 63. Monday, spotty showers taper off, breezy at times, high 73. 68 degrees and mostly cloudy now at 524. What do you think about Mary Poppins there in the Senate? (laughs) I think it's great. And I said unserious policies deserve unserious responses. That's what what I posted when I posted a picture of her on my Twitter. I love it. Or X, whatever they want to call it now. I want that outfit. Where do I get one? Right? (laughs) 
It's uh, 525 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. With the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, it is 529, 68 degrees. Sun and clouds outside right now. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, Max from Dixon City on. I'll be out in 30 days. Max, I got about two minutes. Yeah, I wanted to comment about what I saw today. This happened in August. Uh, a retired cop, white guy, running like riding his bike, two thugs in a car, and it was recorded saying, let's get them, let's hit them. Ran up behind him and basically ran him over, killed him. Okay? Now, we all hear from the NFL, you know, stop hate, stop racism, and it's all one way. It's about time they start saying, hey, stop racism against all people. And it's not one way. It's a hate crime against a white man by a 17-year-old black man that was raised his entire life to think he was a victim. And I, and I want to say that I was listening to um, an African-American man, educated man, talk about this incident, among others, saying these kids of theirs today, they don't know any struggle. They don't know racism. They have been treated with so much entitlement, but yet look at themselves as victims because of what this um, left-wing government and left-wing establishment tells them. They don't, they don't know struggle. They're, they're a bunch of a pansies. This is what the guy said. He's like, they didn't understand racism because there is no – is there racism? Sure. But it's nothing like it used to be, and, it's, and America is the best it's ever been in that regard. So this is what we can expect from the George Floyd riots, this entitlement, this victimhood, uh, this constant hate for other people. This is, what, this is America right now. We saw the writing on the wall when they allowed these people, these animals, not people, to riot in the streets, okay, in 2020 and go unchecked. I want to get your opinion on that. Well, I talked about this uh, about an hour ago earlier in the segment, uh, the video that was all over, media, all over the media, all over the news with these two individuals. Now, one's Hispanic, one's black. Uh, they were both juveniles at the time. One has since turned 18. But you're right. He said that uh, I'll be out in 30 days. This is really nothing. And he may not be wrong. He may not be wrong. And, again, they targeted the, the guy on the bicycle who was white. He was retired police chief, did 35 years, retired to Las Vegas, was riding his bike. They also crashed a car into the divider, which, based on the video and the statements that I've seen, there's no way they knew who, you know, what race the driver was. They were just out doing criminal activity. Now, again, a lot of people are like, you know, kids shouldn't spend the rest of their life for making a mistake. Well, killing someone isn't a mistake. It's a, it's a choice. And they just didn't People kill somebody. They just didn't that. run. They just didn't run someone down. Uh, they they ran someone down. If they meant to kill him or not, they ran into the back of him, sent him over the hood, sent him over the windshield, sent him over the roof onto the floor. He ended up dying. But not only that, they stole the car. They were commit. They committed multiple crimes during their spree of of drive joyriding in this stolen car, and decided right. to strike someone where a reasonable person would realize that serious physical injury. Or death was imminent if you do some, such like that. Just like when they they uh, smashed the car into the divider into a pole, that person could have very well died too. Uh, these, these these individuals di- these individuals need to be uh, charged and they need to be treated as the criminals they are. What about the the scumbags that are actually saying that you know they don't deserve their lives to be taken away? Like who are these people? Who are these animals? That your criminal justice activists that are out there that want to coddle these young adults uh, as juveniles when they are when when they are in fact committing adult crimes and should be held to adult standards. Rob, let me tell you, man. Let me tell you, 
this happens to certain families. They're going to say, all right, you're not going to prosecute. Well, these people that are in power, maybe my, since my life is over, you know, I'm going to do something to them. These, these prosecutors, they're going to have a target on their back pretty soon. Because people, you know what, they're like, are right, you going to steal my life and there's no justice? Well, guess what? Your family, you're going to have to deal with taking, taking their loss. Do you well, think that's on the table? I, I don't, not at this time, and I don't think that's the way to go. I think we need to choose who we put in these positions more wisely, um, not something like that. Max, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you. It is uh, 533 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. All right. It's the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's Friday. It's the end of the show. We got to go into the weekend, right? Last day of summer. Uh, we got to take this. We have Carol from Falls on a bake sale tomorrow. Carol, what kind of bake sale you got? Well, it's a bake sale and a craft sale. There'll be pies and some breads and cookies and fudge and all kinds of crafts will be there. And it's a rain or shine event. It's at the Falls Active Adult Center. On Sullivan Trail, or Route 92, as a lot of people know it, south of Falls, Pennsylvania. It starts at 10, and it goes until 3 p.m. So the Falls Active Adult Center, 10 to 3 tomorrow. They're going to have a bake sale and a craft sale. Right, and there'll be food. The Lions Club is going to be serving some food, too. All right, hopefully we get some people there. If you're in the area, stop by. Is it going to be indoors, outdoors? Both. Both indoors and outdoors, outdoors, rain or shine, so you have no excuse if the weather's bad tomorrow. Go inside and support your Falls Active Adult Center. Carol, I appreciate you letting us know. All right. Thank you very much. Love your shows. Thank you very much, Carol. You have a great weekend, hopefully a successful bake sale tomorrow at the Falls Active Adult Center, 10 to 3. Now we have this uh, tropical storm, Ophelia, that's supposedly uh, giving us the rain tomorrow and Sunday and into Monday. Hopefully it's not too much. It looks like it's going to make a a landfall, this tropical storm, down in like a Cape Hatteras area, work its way up and affect eastern Pennsylvania. Hopefully not too much. Hopefully we don't have uh, too much to worry about there. So (laughs) President Biden is addressing the Congressional Hispanic Caucus in Washington. And as he's giving his speech, he says, what great work the Congressional Black Caucus does. So in his latest um, gaffe, while he was giving his speech, the president said, uh, they echo my dad, what my dad taught me, and I, meant, I mean it this sincerely, my dad used to say. Everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies those values, he added, without stopping to correct himself, because he was speaking to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. Uh, there's crickets kind of after he said that. I think everybody knew he made a mistake. But uh, add that to the long line of, um, you know, the Joe Biden gaffes while addressing the National Hispanic Caucus. He recognizes the Black Caucus. So uh, just another one for the, the Joe Biden. I posted the picture of... Uh, Senator Kristen Cinema in her Mary Poppins outfit. It's a bright red outfit with the hat. It's a really top-shelf outfit. 
And uh, somebody said the Hunger Games has come to the United States Senate. And that's even better than the Mary Poppins description because with the big red dress, she actually does look exactly like the person from the Hunger Games. That's the the master of ceremonies or whatever it is uh, for the for those events during the, that movie. I saw this, and, uh, you know, I like to keep my Fridays Fridays. We only got about two minutes, three minutes left. The quickest way to improve your family's mental health, and this is from uh, CNN Health's Mind Fitness, and it said uh, yoga, journaling, and monitoring water intake are all great, but pressure to perform wellness for friends, family, and social media contacts may only intensify feelings of anxiety and depression. We talk about this all the time. With the advent of this supercomputer that we all have in, uh, in our palms of our hands most of the day, the smart cars, the, the, the car play and all those features in our cars now where you can pretty much, my car has Alexa now. You know, we're, we're trying to, to live up to a persona that's not out there. I mean, we're seeing the highlights of people's lives. We have to re- realize that and try not to live up to that. But it says the uh, fastest and most accessible tool to improve your family's mental health is not only effective, but it's free. And this is something we talk about. I talk about all the time here. Start talking. Learn how to talk about your own mental health with your child is one of the surefire ways to improve overall family comfort and mental health, according to a new report by the Harvard's Graduate School of Education. While 18% of teens report suffering anxiety... About 20% of mothers and 15% of fathers report anxiety. While 15% of teens report depression, about 16% of mothers and 10% of fathers did, according to this report. Speaking to a psychologist, Richard Weisbord, the senior lecturer of the Harvard Graduate School of Education and one of the study's co-authors about the findings, said depressed teens are about five times more likely to have depressed parents. Anxious teens are about three times more likely to have anxious parents. Parents' influence on teens is profound. It's perhaps the most important influence on teens' lives, and we are not going to get very far in solving the teen mental health crisis if we don't pay attention to the parents and to caring for the caregivers. Have these conversations with your kids. Have the conversations with your partner, your spouses, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, if you're, have, with, your, with your parents. Make sure they know what you're going through. Ask them what they're going through. Yes, our teens don't want to open up to us. I get it. Our kids are more applicable to opening up to us because they're younger. But start young so when they are teens, they feel comfortable talking to you. And again, nothing's perfect. My kids have been far from perfect. They're success stories now because of that nailing jello to a tree. And that's what I call parenting, nailing jello to a tree. That's the best take I can give you on it because it is truly that. You think you have a little bit here, and then you're losing it here, and then you try to ensure that up, and then it's dripping here. That That's parenting, and it's a constant ongoing ever. It's an evolution that never stops. Even to this day, my kids are 27, 21, and 20. That evolution is still going on. There's still a balancing mechanism. We have to know that as parents. Marriage, you know, next month I'm married 28 years. We're together 31 years. It's an ongoing evolution. It's as simple as that. It's a never-ending 
work. You have to put it into it. And you get out of it what you put into it. And I know that's, that's cliche, but it's true. Parenting, everything. Now moving forward, looking to the next stage, hopefully grandkids in the, in the future and such like that. It's a beautiful way to roll, but you have to start it out. When they're young, start those conversations around the dinner table, the lunch table, the breakfast table, whatever you can make time for. And if you don't have time, if sports are in the way, as everybody's running in their own direction, that evening, instead of putting on TV, instead of getting in front of a computer, instead of playing on your phone, put everything down. Put everything in a bowl. Half an hour. Talk about the days. What's going on in your life? Is everything okay? If you need anything, can we do anything for you? How's things going? How's your grades? Have the conversations. It's 5.57 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. This is WILK News Radio.